right, we're back, Will. Another Saturday. How you doing, man? Doing good. Talking <laughs> fast and loud. Yeah. <laughs> Little uh, Richard craziness. So it was the Brady Bunch episode. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. You know, I know the wagons thing is big, and I've posted a few, and they get a great reaction uh, from our followers. Um. But it was hard to get into the Plymouth wagon they were building. And when they were like, oh, we'll throw some Craigers on there and some side pipes. And and I was like, really? <laughs> we're going to paint it brown. <laughs> I guess if you didn't, if you were bored and you had already done all the cool stuff, then I guess that could be something. Well, you know what? You know, Greg Brady was on there. <laughs> and... Um, you know, he was the one who came because they were doing some HGTV thing that I guess airs uh, tomorrow as well. Um, the Brady Bunch is reuniting to redo the Brady house and then give it away or something. <laughs> and so they wanted uh, a cool custom wagon to go with the whole deal. So Greg Brady shows up, you know, and of course they're showing classic clips from the Brady Bunch the whole time, which is, you know, you're just sitting there reminiscing. <laughs> 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 oh. I take the cash equivalent for that stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, because that show was on for a while, they uh, they had many different models over the years. So Richard chose like a '69 Plymouth. Uh, oh God, what was it? Was a Plymouth? I think it was a Plymouth Satellite or something like that. So it kind of had like a Road Runner-ish front end. <laughs> That's the thing with it, because you can get a. Vi- the Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser has the front end of a Cutlass, but it's a big old wagon. <laughs> I like the Vista Cruiser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can cruise the Vistas. I'd take that one. Um, but you know what? When it was all done with the fat tires in the back, skinny tires in the front, the chrome side, it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty freaking cool. Like I said, and it's another one of those cars, and I post a few like that. It's not one that I would own or build. But I'm really, I really think it's cool that it exists. <laughs> yeah. Well, I seen, I seen one up at uh, Walmart. Uh, was beautiful, and it was a late '60s. I can't remember the model, but it was a station wagon, late '60s model station wagon. And they're awesome. I don't know about putting fatties in. Son. About that. That's a lot of work. Well, it started with the Chevy Nomad, right? The 55, 56 Chevy Nomads. Remember Tim Allen had one on Home Improvement, that red one? Um, yeah. And those were two doors, which is even cooler. It's like the El Camino of wagons. <laughs> the sport wagon. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Um, yeah. It- you know, most of the stuff I like is all original anyway. Sometimes I think those guys get way, you know, they go way off the paper on, on those things. You know, if you you keep some, I think those station wagons are beautiful just as they are. They still look muscly. They do. You know, yeah, they still do. They have a coolness. And I've seen a couple, I think Dax Shepard owns a mid-90s, like, Chevy Caprice wagon. You know those that look like the cop car, but it's a big old wagon. But he's got that with like five or six hundred horsepower, something crazy. It's lower to the wheels and you know the whole nine. And him and Kristen Bell tote their kids around in it. That's I don't know. It's cool. I wouldn't do it, but I think it's cool. Yeah. 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 I I, 
that's the awesome part of the car hobby. You know, I'm not really into big jacked up trucks with giant tires either. Julie is, but I still think it's cool. I think it's really cool, you know. Sweet. It's just not something I would do. Depending on the truck. Now, don't put an S10 out there and tell me it's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 35s, <laughs> baby. I mean, the Dodge Ram, the Laramie, there, there's a few There's a few ones that I could see that could look really awesome with big baddies. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so then the other thing is, <laughs> Richard, you know, he's like the ultimate gambler with like these uh, auctions and stuff. He, uh, a guy last fall bought a 62 Ford Galaxy convertible off of him for $45,000. Well, he didn't buy it off of Richard. He got it at an auction where Richard was auctioning it off. He just auctioned it off like this past week and got 90000 for it. Oh, man. How, how do you think Richard feels about that? <laughs> I'm sure he feels good for him, you know, because it's good for the gas monkey name for that to happen. Because yeah. obviously people are like, ooh, buy a gas monkey car, double your money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's got to irk him just a little because you just, you know, he's all about the deal, right? That's his thing. Get it as low as he can. You know, he famously says you make your money when you buy the car, not when you sell the car. And yeah. so you get it as low as you can. You set a value. You get as best as you can towards that value. Make your money. But it's got to hurt a little when it's double. When someone turns around and doubles the selling price. <laughs> yeah. It's not, like, it's not like that guy's business is hurting, though. Right. Right. Richard's yeah, worth he, millions. He, he does pretty well. I But I he... He's got such a love for cars, though, that I, I can imagine that it was a there was a sting, yeah. To it because he's well, he likes and the art, yeah, and he's really into the art of the deal. I mean, that's you know, he's not a mechanic, although I'm sure he's more competent than they try to make him out to be sometimes on the show. You can't be around cars because I'm not a mechanic either, but no. I can do quite a bit on a car myself. Not as good. Or as quickly <laughs> as someone well, knowledgeable. The dude's working for you. Right, but I can do it, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Julie is finding, too, that she's far more capable than, um, than you, you know, someone might think, given her, her history with cars and, and her profession. But she's been handling everything that's been thrown at her so far and, and doing really good. So, um, well, like you she's got she's got a love for those monster trucks and and when right. you have a passion for something i think that that goes into the vehicle whatever you're working on so it's going to be better than what you think it is because of your love for it right right yeah i i think that's a big part of it you know um and uh yeah i don't know it, it's really cool stuff um yeah, and then the other thing was uh, Jay Leno's Garage. I watched that. Actually, I taped it, and I watched it this morning. <laughs> so I'm really fresh on what happened in Jay Leno's Garage. <laughs> and what was awesome is his first guest was Charlie Sheen. And guess what they were talking about? i seen some of it. The yeah. Wraith. No. <laughs> it was the Wraith. And in fact, he yeah. drove that d- crappy Dodge concept car onto Jay Leno's lot. <laughs> <laughs> did they give it to him for free was it the, it's the actual car from it was the, movie? the actual car that's awesome because you I know he's a, 
Well, they yeah. talked about it. Jay's like, it's it's really not one of your best films. <laughs> and Charlie's like, well, have you nope. seen it? He goes, have you seen it all the way through? <laughs> and Jay's like, well, I tried to pay the crew to sit down and watch it with me, but they basically said no no amount of money would be worth it. <laughs> and so they explain the plot. I can, plot I can and... argue over that. You give me their best five and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well it was funny because they were ta- they were talking about how platoon came out that year and um oliver stone went and saw the wraith with his family in the theater and called charlie right after and just cussed him out <laughs> he's like what is this movie even about are you turning into a car <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he goes this could kill platoon <laughs> and of course it didn't but <laughs> Nothing but it's funny to think those two movies came out the same year. Because <laughs> yeah, he told him, he goes, Oliver Stone literally told him, he goes, you can't make movies like this. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite all-time movies, Platoon. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. I didn't know they came out the same year. I could have separated that by a decade. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is where Oliver Stone and Jay Leno's crew are dead wrong. There are movies that exist to teach you a lesson or, you know, make you walk away feeling just, you know, enlightened or whatever, you know. And that's what Platoon, Platoon was to help you uh, identify or feel passion or whatever towards, you know, Vietnam vets. Some kind of understanding yeah. Because that was a problem then, you know, and that's yeah. something that Stallone touched on with First Blood. Yep. Now, that's a great type of movie, and they do win Oscars, as they should. The Wraith, not that kind of movie, <laughs> but it is very entertaining. It is. <laughs> and that's <Nice>. okay. <laughs> yep. And you it's can kind be of a ridiculous. Car, it's, it is a car movie. It, you it know? is. It is, and we'll review it at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, that one, that one I've seen many times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was cool. Um, they didn't take the concept car out because normally he interviews them while he drives around. They didn't take the concept car out for the interview. They took out a Chrysler Laser from 1985. <laughs> Never it's heard a, of it. <laughs> it's a crappy little hatchback with a turbo four cylinder in it. Sadly, was fairly decent performance for the day <laughs> but you know chrysler was getting rid of their oh, they, k yeah, car 1985 was was that weird time it was you know <laughs> there weren't there weren't many choices but nope. um yeah i don't know i <laughs> it was cool i uh i like the interview um they talked about how charlie was kind of crazy and um He's been on Leno. They've Leno and him have known each other for 40 years or something like that. And uh, oh. he brings up that um, famously one time, well, now famous, I guess. I don't know how many people knew it, but Charlie was supposed to be on The Tonight Show. And he partied, like, to within an hour of needing to be there. <laughs> Which he swears he had a rule that he never <laughs> would do that. <laughs> And so he decided to stage a fake accident with his limo and call the studio and say he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> and Jay was like, yeah, I didn't believe it when I heard it. 
There was a lot. There's there's a lot of things about Charlie that uh, you know we didn't know about. Yeah, that's kind well, of like he quit drinking. He's, he's been sober a year and a half. He said nothing fancy this time. No rehab. No special this, special that. He just quit. So well, he, he he's made some movies that I'll never forget. <laughs> hot shots <laughs> and hot shots part two. Hot shots. <laughs> the chase. There's a car movie. What about yeah. the chase with Christy Swanson? Yeah, yeah, the BMW. We could do, we could do the chase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll say it's gonna have to be one of your choices. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a monster truck. It's and not on my do. list. That's <laughs> <Seth> Rollins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine <laughs> that'd be good um yeah and, and then uh after that he went to uh interview billy joel who i didn't know is a motorcycle fanatic and he's got all kinds of custom bikes in his own shop and um in true like ultra super popular rock star fashion he jokes about the giant mansion he owns <laughs> <laughs> and hanging out with Bruce Springsteen and talking about how it's crazy that they were these huge stars and they sang about going all over the place and seeing the world and they both live 50 <laughs> minutes from where they grew up. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> he said, though, his house is surreal. He keeps waiting for the real owner to show up and tell him he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Which one, Billy Joel? Billy Joel, yeah. <laughs> he has this massive house. It's pretty awesome, though. Um, I I thought it was really cool. Um, they had, like, they showed some, like, old Ducatis, some, uh, oh, God, I'm going to get the name wrong, Monto Guzzi's, <laughs> which they said is the Harley Davidson of Italy. <laughs> and just some, just crazy bikes, just a bunch of different, like, triumphs and just, you know old school British and Italian bikes. So it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> he does this neat game where he takes a guy or whatever, a guest. And I forget who the guy was this time. He was like a internet personality, but he blindfolds you. And then he takes you into the garage. So you don't see it. He gets you in the car and takes you for a ride. And you're supposed to guess what kind of car it is or what car it is. And uh, this guy nailed it, I think, two out of three. No, three out of three. He got all three. But he took him for a ride in a Porsche Carrera GT, which is the one Paul Walker died in. He took him for a ride in his uh, 65 Shelby GT350R, which has side exit exhaust, and it's super loud and really cool, and it's all original. And then um, the Mercedes SLS, the one with the gullwing doors that Michael Jordan bought. <laughs> It was really cool. Um, that's a neat... I, I don't think I would win that game. <laughs> I guess you have to think about it in terms of what does Jay Leno own. <laughs> what? Yeah. That was Leno's Garage. It was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty much it for my car TV watching, though, of the week. Yeah. So, that was me and uh, watching Leno. <laughs> I I still I really appreciate the fact that he's actually doing a show that he truly loves now. <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't like the Tonight Show because obviously he really liked that, but 
But he did that. He did that long enough. This is this is a little bit cooler, a little more interesting for us car lovers. Right. And yeah. you know, I for most of his career, I had no idea he was a car guy. <laughs> no. So it's really cool to see that side of him now. Yeah. But. Well, all I right. Mean, then. Another thing, I guess that at some point we need to talk about another person, uh, another famous person who has a car show out there is Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, comedians and cars. Because he's got some awesome freaking cars on there. He does. Yeah. He does. My favorite uh, episode is uh, with Bill Burr. He picks Bill Burr up in a 69 Boss 302. And uh, they go out for coffee, but then they end up at a cigar shop. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. And they smoke cigars, and he calls it smoking it past the band. (laughs) (laughs) Which I do. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that that was my favorite episode so far. Maybe uh, the Chris Rock one was really good. Eddie Murphy was really good. The Obama one was really good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I I like some of the some of the newer episodes. I thought were really good. He he had some he had some decent uh, personalities on there. Yeah. Well, I mean the the comedians that I like in real life are the ones that are the episodes that I tend to gravitate to. You know, so like. Um, I can't remember who he picked up Chappelle in. He picked up Chappelle in. I can't remember that episode. What car he picked him up in? Did he have Chappelle? I don't even remember Chappelle yeah, being on there. Yeah. He had Chappelle on there. Steve. Harvey. I remember Chris Rock. Yeah, no, Chappelle was on there. He picked him up. I like Jim Gaffigan and and uh, Fallon. Yeah, Gaffigan's pretty funny. Gaffigan kills me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his his pasty, gingery, blondie, <laughs> doughy. Yeah. And he's not, you know, he he doesn't have to use any gimmicks or anything shocking. Right. He's just, his, you know, his he's everyday funny. comedy. Yep. <laughs> but I'm am telling you what, man. I've been watching. I, I've watched a few of uh, uh, Chappelle's, you know, his his last three standups that he's done in the last four years, and he's he he kills me. Yeah. yeah. He's. He, you know, being on TV, I guess I never considered him like. Um, an extreme comic, but he is. I mean, he says things that you, you and I wouldn't dare (laughs) say. (laughs) Never in a million years would I allow that to come out of my mouth in front of people. You got to check the whole room. Yep. (laughs) Look under the chairs, check under the sofa. (laughs) I'd have to make sure the windows were locked. You can't talk about that crap. (laughs) But you know what? It was hilarious, and um, I hope and that because I know there's been a lot of outrage over. It, but I hope once people calm down, they realize that he is a comedian and he is making jokes. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he is being topical and and a little. I think as he gets older, he's more and more a bit like George Carlin, you know, where he's definitely he's definitely trying to teach you a lesson in the comedy. Mm-hmm. But the outrageous nature of it is just that's the attention getter and it's meant to spark your humor. It's not meant to like, you know, cause you to hurt yourself or something, you know? <laughs> so I hope people understand that when they watch that. Cause I, I seen like critics were just destroying it and then it ended up with a 99% approval rating by fans on, on rotten tomatoes. And it had a 0% from critics. People are real. We're not fake and we're not, we're not about to get hurt by the truth. And he's not, he's not telling stuff that, anybody doesn't think about or know i mean yeah. give me a break yeah he he was it was excellent i i liked it. it it's outrageous and i certainly wouldn't recommend it if 
you are offended by cursing or uh, racist slurs, right? <laughs> <laughs> then it's not for you. <laughs> you should stay away. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed it. I recommended it to to folks at work even, and um, you know, I and I did I'm just like I am now. It's full disclosure. It it it's rough. It's dark comedy. Um, he pulls no punches. There's no boundaries there. He gets a hold of everybody in that one at some point, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't repeat what he said. I wouldn't, no. I would <laughs> No, I'm not going to try. What? That's famously part of, uh, the office, right? When yeah. Mike was trying to do Chris Rock jokes from bigger and blacker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps getting in worse and worse trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of epic. <laughs> so, but, so what are we at what are we at next? We had Jay Leno's garage. It's Mad Max. Mad Max. We're Let's at the get movie. to it. I got Dude. notes. Alright. <laughs> so I got some interesting tidbits to start off of. Um Came out in 1979. Uh, it was made for $35,000. <laughs> George Miller financed most of it himself because he was an ER doctor at the time. So he used his personal money, um, which was a massive gamble. But he went on, it went on to make, even then, $100 million worldwide. So massive hit. <laughs> awesome movie. Well, I mean, 79 was still time of the drive-in, right? Yep. And this would have to be one of the best drive-in movies at that time. Oh, it had to have been. Um, yeah. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Mel Gibson's in it. He uh, he actually didn't even show up. He was going to audition for, like, an extra. This was his first real gig. <laughs> and it's him and the guy who plays Steve, uh, Goose. <laughs> Goose is Steve Bisley and they're actually best friends in real life and Steve Bisley was there auditioning for Goose Mel Gibson shows up he wants to interview to be like in another you know like whatever and um, yeah. he had been in a fight the night before so his face was kind of black and blue <laughs> and uh, they hired him they said no you're going to be Max <laughs> and uh yeah, he goes on to uh, he goes on to be the star of the show, and it really launched his career. Um, well, and for all you young people out there, Tom Hardy is not Mad Max. He'll <laughs> never be Mad Max. He will never reach that that Mad Max level. Mel no. Gibson is Mad Max. That's no. where the story came from. This is the movie about the cars with the V8 engines. It's crazy gangs and the street races and the people dying in horrible ways. Yeah. This is a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the movie starts and one of the reasons you don't see a lot of city or anything like that, they didn't have the budget to be in a city cause you got to get permits and you got to pay. And so there, <laughs> but works for like, he's, it works for the movie. It works because it was nearing areas. the apocalypse. That was the story. Right, right. This the is end. the end. Yes. Yeah. Too bad they Modern couldn't have got society. that Jim Morrison song, hey? The Doors, This Is The End. Yeah. This that would have been end. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be in my head cars. when I watch it. I love it. those cars. And I the never Falcons. 
Yeah. yeah well, and for those who don't know, the Australia has their versions of. They're made by Ford and they're made by GM. Ford cars are Fords over there. Um, they do sometimes have different models than what's sold elsewhere. And um, GM has a whole car company that's called Holden. So the GM cars, so if it was a Chevy, it's actually a Holden over there. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't so, know that. The yeah. <laughs> and I know what a Holden is. I've seen I've seen some of their uh, sportier cars, yeah. which I, I don't oftentimes, know if I call them muscle cars. Oftentimes, if a Holden makes its way to the U.S., it became a Pontiac, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, weird. True story. <laughs> yeah. Um car the car in the movie the ford last the b8s what is that that's a ford falcon AMG? 1972 ford falcon xb xb yep. ford falcon xb they had a small block v8 supercharged fakely <laughs> 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 but i don't care here's the thing like you can do that in a movie and it'll drive you crazy. Like some people, they watch Fast and the Furious and by the time they shift for the 20th time through the quarter mile, there's some people that are just, all right, I'm out. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm not watching Vin <laughs> grunt and shift 20 times in a quarter mile that's supposed to be 10 seconds long. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's an exaggeration. But... <laughs> But just like, to me, that works. In those movies, it works. It's to ratchet up the tension. You know, this isn't real life. It is a movie. Same thing here. It just works. It's a prop that works. He pulls a lever right by his shifter that engages the supercharger, and bam, he's got tons of power. Why do you think they put all those buttons on the V6s so you can pretend? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... They got the Ford Falcon XB. That's they, The yellow cars are Ford Falcons as well. They're just the sedan model, the XS. Okay. So, but now, so all the cop cars were Ford Falcons. Those, cars, those, are, those are their own designs? No. You, the, Ford, the 72 Ford Falcon in the U.S. <laughs> looks a lot. Like, the front end's a little different. But yeah. uh, you could conceivably get a 72 Ford Falcon in the U.S. and... Not too difficult uh, in making a Mad Max car if you wanted to. Well. <laughs> That'll be on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and Kit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kit would be even easier to get. <laughs> or make, I should say. That's just a bumper change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've um, got to have the steering wheel and the gauges. Well, I think most of those were glued on, so you take a hacksaw to the steering wheel and then put a bunch of glue-on buttons inside, you're all set. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other neat thing about it was Kawasaki loaned them a bunch of like uh, demo bikes. Kawasaki 1000, I think they're Z1000s. And um, the biker gang that they hired, because they couldn't hire all actors, they hired, they hired an actual biker gang. To play the bad guys in the movie. So, like, three of the biker gang are actual actors. All the other ones are real bikers. And, um, the bikers, you know, this is history. This is, you know, 70s. Um, 
going to take them at their word. They say the bikers took off with all the bikes at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so dumb enough to hire criminals. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you, you did hire bikers. You, yeah. you did. <laughs> So at the start of the movie, and I thought, um, I thought that Knight Rider, who's the crazy man at the beginning with him and his girlfriend yeah. are running from the cops because they killed a cop. So Knight Rider is running from the cops. Sure. I thought, well, I thought his car was a Ford Falcon too, because it kind of looked like the other ones. So I was like, well, what the hell, you know? But then I looked it up and it's not, it's a Holden Monaro coupe. Huh. So it's a Chevy. <laughs> yeah, it's a Chevy. But you notice there's that. What about that one? The the kid that's with his girlfriend. They chase him down oh, off the oh, side we'll, of the road. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Knight Rider famously says he's a fuel injected suicide machine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So this is when Mad Max actually shows up for the first time in the movie. They're quite a ways into this chase and doing all this stuff. And then you don't, and you don't see Mad Max. What you see is him in leather pants with a white t-shirt on. Cause you kind of see him from the neck down, like yeah. wiping down his car or whatever. And, and you knew because his was different. So like you have these yellow four door uh, Ford Falcons. His is a yellow four door, but his hood's got hood scoops on it. His yeah. wheels are chrome. <laughs> And he's got a spoiler on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew this one was really cool. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he jumps in, gets in the chase. They they take down Knight Rider and Knight Rider in a really cool scene. Um, like, I don't know. He blows up. He like wasn't there like a tanker in the road or something? There's like a ton of accidents yeah. like all in a row. Like boom, yeah. boom, boom. The cops are getting taken out. The motorcycle goose gets taken out on the motorcycle, and then Max runs him into like a tanker truck or something, and he explodes in a ball of fire. Yeah, um, yeah doesn't his eyes pop out of his head? Yes, Pretty that's sure. what I was getting at. The eyes bug out <laughs> right before he explodes because he's so shocked at what's about to happen. <laughs> I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well a behind the scenes thing is what they actually did there is they put an actual rocket booster on the back of the car because they wanted it to spin out and like do some crazy stuff when it wrecked well it spun out missed the tanker truck they lost control of it and it ran towards a bunch of the crew on the side of the road <laughs> trying to film and kind of chased them across the field a little ways <laughs> Nope. Which, which is awesome. <laughs> That's what happens when you put rockets on a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you get all that carnage. You get like the, the one cop gets his neck cut and ends up with one of those voice box things. Yeah. Um, it flashes to Max at his, this normal looking house and he's sitting on the floor next to his son um what was his son's name i have it here somewhere it's a weird name (laughs) sprock or something like that is it sprock sprog S P R O G is his son's name sprog 
So he's sitting next to Sprague on the floor while they're they're staring there dreamily watching his wife play the saxophone in a kitchen chair. <laughs> and it's one of those scenes that like it probably should have been a second long, but it goes on for several seconds and it just the longer it goes the weirder it is. <laughs> <laughs> but there but, I, but there was a lot there was a lot of weird scenes in Mad Max, and I think if you yeah. cut those out, it's not the same kind of movie. Right. There was a lot of weird... Well, what about the beach scene with the handicapped guy? <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Well, that's what I said. It's an old tactic that keeps tension in the movie by throwing the audience off with things that don't go together well. <laughs> it, it is, and it, and it keeps people kind yeah. of on edge because they're seeing things they shouldn't... Like, they know this shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Wait a second. Well, so in the very next scene, Max is getting up and getting ready to go back to work, and his son's sitting on the floor with his big-ass revolver. (laughs) The baby is, like, playing with it. (laughs) He's holding it by the barrel, like, kind of swinging it around. And I was like, (laughs) you know, it's crazy, but in a a gritty movie like that, you just don't want to see the kid go out that way, because they might. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but those are the like I think that's purposely done to keep everybody on edge. You know what I mean? Even in the quieter scenes, there's something off about it, so you don't lose the tension. Um, and that was a thing that Hitchcock would always do. And uh, who's the other one that um, oh that did a Stanley Kubrick would do it too. Put yeah, things that Kubrick. are just off, it, even yeah. in a normal yeah. scene, there'd be yeah. something yeah. off about it. Yep. Yeah. Um. So the next day, when he gets to work, that's when they catch up to the, uh, we meet the Black Pursuit Special. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're going nuts. It's the last of the V8s. <laughs> it's got <laughs> overhead cams, runs on nitro. It's, it's the only reason why they could keep him there as a cop, right? Because he was going to quit. Yes. That was what you he learned. He lured him into it with this car. Yes. So obviously he's a bit of a gearhead because they knew that giving him this to patrol with would keep him on the force. He'd want to drive that car. Yeah. Um, so the captain warns him that Knight Rider was friends or part of this biker gang and the biker gang has vowed to make the mfp (laughs) uh main force patrol is what that stands for i had to look that up (laughs) that's a weird name for a police force (laughs) oh i could come up with something for it (laughs) on a side note i was thinking about that when they said that you know how uh, trump said we need a space force yeah i'm hoping and praying that they call the recruits space cadets (laughs) space cadets <laughs> That's main force patrol in real life. <laughs> we got called space cadets a few times, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mr. Pierce would call me <laughs> astronaut Petoskey, and that was his way of calling me a space cadet without calling me a space cadet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is where the bad guys show up. They're led by Toe Cutter. He's got this heavy that kind of looks like Flea. With blonde hair, when Flea had blonde hair, that white blonde died, obviously. And then he's got this little boy toy. Um, I think yeah, his name's Johnny little, or something. Weird little monkey man. Yeah, his little monkey man. Um, they arrive. Um, I put in the review. I was like, Toe Cutter, who likes to hiss like a cat. 
<laughs> he's always like blowing air at people and like breathing in deeply and they yeah. take it as commands. It was really weird at first, but I don't know. You just roll he's with like, it. If I make a certain sound, you better do it. <laughs> right. So they're there to get the body of Knight Rider who just arrived on the train. So they're in some small town away from where Mad Max lives, but they're on their way. Um, they pick up the, the casket. They start terrorizing the town. They drag a guy down the street. This is when the young couple takes off in the 59 uh, Chevy Bel Air what, sedan. Okay. It's got eight short stacks uh, sticking out of the hood. Those are what? Uh, like a, oh, is that, what are they called? Hillebrand injection? It's a, it's a special type of uh, intake on an old V8 like that, but it's very cool. Um, and it had a sweet flame paint job. Um, they got freaked out. They took off. And of course they were caught by the biker gang and both of them were raped Yep. <laughs> before help could arrive. That's why I said, um, is this the deliverance of futuristic ap- apocalyptic so. movies? Yeah, there was no, you know, they did not care. I mean, that, those must've been rough times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is when they do that to that couple they catch them they destroy the car rape them and uh now we're waiting for the good guys to show up so you get a cut scene uh max and goose have the guy on the custom chopper with his girlfriend in a sidecar pulled over um the sidecar i was it's a really cool looking custom and apparently it's some type of honda which i wouldn't have guessed that but i guess that makes sense um it's like a honda 750 or something but uh it's this cool custom chopper, orange and like gold paint, and it has this weird sidecar with like one of those futuristic like Jetson looking bubble tops on it. <laughs> and that's what his girlfriend's sitting in. And I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, she's gonna die in the Australian sun sitting in that stupid sidecar. <laughs> gonna cook her. <laughs> but what the hell? <laughs> you know they. Uh, that's a, they, they were had them pulled over for something, and they ended up letting them go because they got radioed to the biker gang was causing trouble, and so they took off to catch them and save the day. Um, they caught up to him. You know, Johnny's sitting there chained to the girl who's, like, cowering in the backseat of what's left of that car. Yeah. They get up, they smack him around, and take them both in. <laughs> so then, after that... Uh, they get back to the precinct. It's like the next day or the next week. They don't tell you how much time went by, but obviously some time went by because um, the little weasel's getting out because no one showed up at the trial. Like the guy yeah, that's didn't, the right. girl they didn't. were letting go because everybody's yeah. afraid of the gang. Yeah, so the lawyers were being all uh, weaselly about it too, and the boy toy starts uh, John at Goose. <laughs> Goose takes offense and starts trying to beat him up and the lawyers up while they're all getting out of there and. As they're leaving, the Johnny, the boy toy, turns around and he warns Goose that they know who he is. So this sets up the next part of the movie, which is basically the bikers are trying to kill the cops. Um, yep. So Goose goes for a night on the town, has some sex with a local lounge singer, <laughs> heads out on his uh, pursuit bike, which is the Kawasaki 1000. He's Here's the, something I didn't understand. So he's sweeping. There's really cool shots of him sweeping on these big curves his big winding roads and he's he's just out blasting on these dry straight you know or dry empty roads and he wrecks just out of the blue something locks yeah, up and he runs and, off and so road. 
Yeah, I didn't know what the hell happened there. So I was like, did they sabotage his bike or did he just wreck? They don't really tell you. <laughs> but he goes and he walks off and he gets help because he wasn't that hurt, I guess. And uh, he gets a friend with a truck. He throws his bike in the truck and ditches the friend. And as he's leaving, he gets a little ways down the road and the biker gang uh, throws like a brake drum through the windshield and he wrecks and rolls and... Um, Gasoline's leaking from the car. It's rolled over. He's trapped. Yep. Yeah. And then the boy toy throws a match on it. Well, he's kind of forced to by a toe cutter. Throws a match on it, and they burn Goose alive. So Max sees, you know, apparently it didn't kill him, though, because they end up back at the hospital, and he's in ICU, and his skin's, like, charred, and his fingers are, like, burnt off. Yep. So Max sees him and freaks out, and uh, he's fed up with the MFP, and he turns in his reg- resignation, and and his captain, that huge ginger Fifi, <laughs> yeah, with the with the the scarf. Uh, Even when his yeah. shirt was off, he had that scarf on. <laughs> yeah, what the heck do they call that? I don't know. Ascot. Yeah. He had an ascot with no shirt. Right. <laughs> he's in good shape. Good shape for an old guy. Pretty big too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, okay. Question. A side note. Is that the guy that Harrison Ford fights in Raiders of the Lost Ark? That looks like the guy. Doesn't that look like the guy? Yeah, mate. You know, it's hard to tell because how because he looked big. Yeah. But you know that guy in in Raiders, he was huge. Yeah. Yeah, he had to be like six foot four or something. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Phoebe. <laughs> Tells him to go on vacation and cool off before he makes the final decision. So he agrees. And um, this is where we see our next custom car. The Rotansky or Mad Max's family car is a Holden Sandman wagon. <laughs> it has custom side panels and chrome wheels. And um, there's fender vents on there too. And I thought those were custom. I don't know. I don't know what all would be stock on a car like that, but it looked pretty custom. Um, so they take off in that. They have some tire trouble. Uh, the biker gang catches up to them. And this is where the weird big mute and the crazy old lady are around. <laughs> <laughs> when she goes down to the beach to sunbathe. Yeah. Stepping back for a second, though. So she runs into the biker gang in town by herself because Mad Max had stayed with the, the repair guy yeah. to fix the tire. Yep. And they help her. Like, she puts the baby down in the cargo area of the wagon. And then she knees Toe Cutter in the balls and, like, shoves her ice cream in his face and then jumps in the car and peels out. And then, like, rips the hand off a guy who tried to hit it with a chain. <laughs> and the baby <laughs> is in the cargo. Like, she's peeling out, like, side, like, <laughs> swerving back and forth. She's fishtailing. <laughs> And as she's pulling away, she looks back, and the baby's sitting just fine in the in the back of the <laughs> wagon. And it's like, yeah, right. That baby would have been <laughs> ping ponging off everywhere inside there. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That just it struck me. It struck me. <laughs> so watching it. <laughs> hey, that, little, that little bit got cut out. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
She doesn't tell Max. She picks him up. She's like, we got to go. We got to go. So they take off. And this is when they get to the old farmhouse where they're going to vacation. She goes off to sunbathe. Max goes off to work on the wagon. And they put the baby down by himself. And everybody splits up in the worst possible way with a biker gang looking for him. And, of course, um, things go bad. Um, The biker gang shows up. They kidnap the baby. Um, She's trying to get the baby back from them. Max thought she was at the beach in trouble. So he was gone down there. It just it got crazier and crazier. And they get run down by the bikers. Yes. They, yeah. So the crazy grandma tried to protect her with a double barrel shotgun. It worked for a minute. They drove off in the wagon. The wagon broke down. They jumped out and started running on the road. And the biker gang like punched it and ran them over. Now, if you've ever been on a bike, <laughs> or you've ever seen anybody get into an accident on a bike, go on YouTube. I don't yeah. care who you are. I don't care what bike it is. If you ran into a standing adult with your motorcycle at high speed, you're both going to die. <laughs> yeah, you're going down pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're not just going to run them over. <laughs> no, that's not, not the Not on a motorcycle. <laughs> no. <laughs> but what the heck, right? It works just like the supercharger works. I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Max finds him, screams in rage, and vows revenge, right? The typical. So he runs back, fires up the Pursuit Special. Who didn't see that coming? Runs out, and he, like, immediately kills most of the gang. Because <laughs> they were stealing gasoline from a truck, and he caught them right when they were doing it and, like, runs them all down and causes them to wreck, and they all die hideously. Um so that just left uh, the boy toy Johnny, the heavy with the blonde hair, um, and toe cutter. <laughs> so he goes off after them. They set a trap for him, and he falls right into it, sadly. So that's when um, he stops the car, gets out, goes over to check, because it looks like one of them wrecked, even though they didn't, and he's faking it, and it's obvious, and the heavy shoots him in the leg with a German pistol <laughs> from a very great distance. <laughs> But even, like, I must not have seen it in a long time because I thought, I don't know, for some reason I thought he was captured and tortured. But he wasn't. Yeah, so what happens cool. is, that happens, he hits the ground, he's trying to reach his, that famous little sawed-off shotgun he has. Yeah. Um, he's trying to reach it, they run over his arm, and I'm like, okay, this is where he gets trapped and they're going to torture him before they try to kill him. Nope. <laughs> the toe cutters tells the heavies, like, you know, kill him, what are you doing? And he's like, I know what I'm doing. And he runs back over there. And on his way over, Max sits up with the shotgun and blows his ass away. <laughs> <laughs> so Toe Cutter freaks out and takes off. And Max gets in the V8, you know, the pursuit. Chases him down. Supercharger screaming. Toe Cutter can't handle the pressure and runs head on into a semi. <laughs> <laughs> and gets run over. That was some of the best practical effects, though, because the dummy that got run over and got compressed, that looked really cool. <laughs> it did. It looked really great. So in the moment, like, you think, okay, it's done, but then you're thinking, oh, he forgot about that little weasel. <laughs> but he didn't. So he goes back, and, it, and it's a little bit later. He catches the weasel. The weasel is at another accident, looting corpses. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs him, drags him over to the wrecked vehicle, handcuffs him by the ankle to the truck, collects some of the spilling gasoline. Yes. 
And yeah. so it made me wonder, is that where Saw got the idea? Because <laughs> he hands him the hacksaw and he's like, you got X amount of time. You can try to cut through those handcuffs or cut through your leg. Yeah. Those, escape. Yeah. Or you can die in a fire. And of course he dies. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I was like, that, that's, that's exactly what happened in Saw. <laughs> <laughs> but a legend um, is born yeah yeah and that did it well and if you remember what he said was the reason he wanted to quit the police is because he thought the mayhem and the blood and the fighting he was starting to like it and what his thing was is he told Fifi that if he stayed out there on the road he was going to become one of the psychos So that's kind of how it leaves it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I love well, this movie. It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we catch up to him again, things are much worse. <laughs> or both, but his his moral convictions come into play. Right. No, he doesn't want them to. Well, and in the next movie, which many people feel superior to this one, and uh, Road Mad Max Road Warrior. That's when they start calling that car the V8 Interceptor, which is a better yeah. name than the Pursuit Special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what an awesome movie, though. I had a good time watching it again. It had been it had been quite a while for me. Um, yeah, Julie doesn't I like it. It's dark. It's it's a lot darker than what you would think. The way that the story goes. I mean, you, you, it's right. just it is, and it's kind of weird. Right. You know, but it, but it is a car movie. It is there is a lot of great chase scenes and accidents and carnage. Yeah. It's it's a really good movie. For 35 grand, well what you're seeing there is George Miller's burgeoning genius, right? Cuz he went on to make some great movies himself. Yeah, so, um the the driving scenes of the cars, like the way they film them going down the road and like I said the when uh, Goose is out on that bike and he's going through those turns like sweeping, almost dragging a knee. Yeah, it looks really cool. It just does. It does, and the vehicles sound amazing. Like it just works. They did a great job with that. Um, great movie. <laughs> they haven't seen it. Seen it. Don't watch the new one. Watch the old one. Watch them in sequence. They work. Sure. And and here's the way I like to think of it because I'd love to see them do Mad Max Fury Road, where you find out that. Tom's character is that his name? Tom. Tom Hardy, yeah. Tom Hardy's character is actually his son, and the Mad oh, Max okay. is still out there. Because <laughs> they 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 could have done that. No one specifically refers to him, you know, as that no. guy. No. So, and they didn't. Obviously, they didn't start that movie off. Was started off as like like the Road Warrior. Right. Like Mad Max. It wasn't like showing you how it got there. Right. But he did have Mad Max's car, and so that's the reference. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he wasn't out in Daddy's ride. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> There's a way to bring Mel back into the oh, universe huh? if they decide to do another. God, I hope <laughs> they do it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the bad guy, for all those of you who also, for everybody who doesn't know, also, the bad guy in Mad Max Fury Road is Toe Cutter from. <laughs> The first Mad Is Max. It? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that 
That was Toe Cutter. Well, oh, man. and Tom Hardy is also Australian, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. So, yeah, Mel Gibson's Australian also. So, they, you know, there's connections all over the place. They, they really, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You know. And here's the thing. Fun. Here's the thing. It's a fantasy universe with mutants and Charlize Theron able to fight muscular men toe to toe. Like we're, we're, we're in, we're in, we already suspended our belief. You're good. Everybody wants to see Mel back in that. Yeah. Write him away, right away for him to come back in, have Tom Hardy too. Cause he's a cool actor. Nothing yes. wrong with it. Let's go. You know, we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go, well, I, I don't know if that makes sense in yeah, the universe that I'm crafting. Right? It does. New. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It makes perfect sense. If you decided yeah. to make the sky purple in the next one, it still makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I would like to see it. Um, so, before we jump into football, let's pick the movie for next week. Okay. I want yeah. Hollywood Nights. Hollywood Nights. It is one of my favorites. (laughs) Tons of cars, tons of cool people. Um, It's basically an R-rated ripoff of American Graffiti. (laughs) So what? It's awesome. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) It's kind of like a, yeah, kind of. I would say it just kind of. It kind of is. Not completely. Uh, um, it's been it's been a long time. It's been more than ten years since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> you get Tony Danza and a very attractive Michelle Pfeiffer in her prime. Well, I shouldn't say that. She's still pretty she's attractive. very young. Yeah, she's still very attractive. I should not have said that because Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> is very attractive. Always has been. Um, but this is this is young Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, hey. And young Tony Danza for you ladies. Danza. <laughs> Fran well. Drescher, the nanny, she's in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's was tons that, of people. Was in that it. in Tony Danza's boxing days or was that after that? Or before? Right after. Right. In fact, he still might have been a little bit. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he tried a sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a brutal sport to be an actor in. <laughs> <laughs> think if you're a boxer you need to be a boxer all the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> i heard some joe rogan said that the other day he's like you know fighting's not one of those things you can do halfway he goes either you're all in or you need to get the hell out because you're gonna get hurt <laughs> yeah he goes because well, the know, guy you're and- fighting probably is a thousand percent into it he's ready to die in that ring or in that yeah. octagon if you're not willing to do that if you're not all in don't do it don't go in yeah. there. Someone's going to beat you half to death. <laughs> How come Mickey Rourke didn't learn that lesson? He's crazy. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's Every year he gets a little closer to looking like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> something, man. Something wicked. Yeah. It's craziness. He's got a thing for plastic surgery. But, okay. Next week, Hollywood Nights. Now, let's talk some football. Michigan and Army. Oh. Tommy and Kyle are dying to talk about this Wednesday, too. So we are definitely going to get their take on this. But I'm a huge Michigan fan. Well, yeah, I'm a huge Michigan fan. I love Michigan football. I'll even watch the Michigan Michigan. basketball team. Um, I wanted that Army freshman kicker 
to make that field goal at the end of the game so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Michigan did not deserve this win. Well, I shouldn't say that because two teams play, they play their best and the better team will win pretty much every time, unless the refs do something stupid. But, um, army played their guts out and you had a freshman kicker who had never kicked in a college game. That was his very first time fresh out of high school. And he had a 50 yarder at Michigan for army to win the game. And it would have been the first time army had beaten a top 10 team since 1963. Oh, so you have all those things going on. Yes. I was ready for Michigan to take the loss. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's, it's make or break for those guys. So, right. I mean, that's their only job. Yep. You missed that 50 yard field goal. Then why are you being a kicker? Well, he missed. (laughs) He missed. It went to overtime and Michigan ultimately won. In double overtime. <laughs> so, I do think, though, that Michigan's going to drop in the standings after this game. I think um, I think this is going to hurt them. They were seventh, and they didn't really play that well last week. And this week, they had a bunch more fumbles, miscues, missed blocking assignments. It was just, it was some ugly football out there for them. And and this is on the same topic of college football, and I was I was kind of reading about this, and I I'm I got mixed feelings about it, but I know California is talking about paying college players, and and I've been mostly supportive of the idea, yeah, because these stadiums and these universities make so much money, but then I was also remembering what money can do to a sport, yeah, especially a sport where these guys are. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them are playing for their livelihoods. Their the problem is they in college, all that stuff, and you're going to change the game, right? I, I, the yeah, problem you know, is and that, so I don't know. The problem is, is it generates billions of dollars. That's the problem. Yeah. If it if it was for free us. for everybody, and it was free on TV, and it was free, you didn't have to pay to go to the game. I wouldn't care. Yeah, <laughs> but, but they don't. But they make money. billions off of these What's kids. It? But and if, if they was... get hurt, they kick them out of their <laughs> school. Yeah. They kick their butt to the curb, and they don't care what happens to them next. That's the only True. reason I'm for paying those kids. Why? Because a lot of money is being made on their blood, sweat, and tears. But and then what about... What, if it ends their career, the... they're done. What about the team, though? Because you can't. Then you get into the whole thing to where, okay, now we got to play, pay this guy more than we're paying. I mean, how do? Because it's college. I mean, these guys are kids. Yep. They're just children. So it's how it's, do you, how it's do you not play? a great situation. It's not. No, it's not. But the it's problem not is, I'm not okay with the universities doing it the way they do it now. No. And and collecting all this money. So either make it free or darn near free, or start paying them. Or give them an insurance policy, like say that they do get injured. If you're a starting player or, or a guy that was recruited high, then then you have an insurance program where you get to stay in school and get your degree and you don't have to pay for it and you don't get kicked out. That'd be something, fair. That'd be you know, fair. Something to where you're not changing the game and to where these guys start acting like whiny little weasels like A.B. <laughs> you mean New England Patriots, Antonio Brown? I, yeah, I don't know. You know, he could be heading that direction. But he, as, far, as far as I know, he apologized to his coach, Groot, nope. and he's back in. Nope. They uh-huh. released him, and 
within an hour of them releasing him, he signed with the New England Patriots. Because all he's got to do is win a, you know. <laughs> so I said, that means, in my mind, unless Tom Brady just completely falls apart unless this year. Yeah. <laughs> the Patriots are almost, not a lock. Go blue. But almost. <laughs> he still rings true blue to me. He's still my U of M guy. So I still, there's still a part of me that still roots Tom Brady on every step of the way. Yeah. Counted it out. On his way to that seventh ring. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? And you know what? When they signed Randy Moss, they didn't win. When they signed Chad no, Johnson, they, they did. They win. went undefeated and they blew it. Right. So. Under- Estimated the competition. Right. That doesn't just because they have A B doesn't mean they're a lock. It does mean that they are likely to. No, Don't get it the, twisted. They're likely to win it this year now. now. Don't get me wrong. Antonio Brown is a great he's gonna be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Is he a Randy Moss? No. No. Because he doesn't have the height. He's a little dude. Yeah, and he's lacking some of the athletic do, ability of he ain't well, got the height. Yeah, not the athletic ability, the physical attributes of some of these other guys, but um, still, still amazing and amazing at its position. But um, yeah, so the conspiracy theorists are already out in force, and here's what they think: they think Antonio Brown ratcheted up all this crazy out of the blue when he's never done it before. All of a sudden, in his career, he starts being crazy, gets traded, and then gets released. This was all designed by him to end up at New England, and that's why he signed with New England within an hour of being released for $20 million. Well, the formula's out there. Yeah. It's not like it's the first time the Patriots have gone this way of getting a guy who, you know... Josh Gordon. Otherwise would have been now the Patriots have Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown and Julian Edelman. Yes. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, not the but the, you know, but every yeah, the Raiders were paying AB thirty, so he got fifteen with nine gar. No, he only got fifteen million because he got fifteen with nine guaranteed this year. Wow! So I still, yeah, I th- I was laughing at the guys. I was listening to Bob and Tom talk about um, uh, Jared Goff, yeah. and I was thinking to myself about this guy, and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't make. To me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I haven't seen a whole lot of greatness from Jared Goff. I've seen he's a good quarterback. He's capable. He's got the arm. He can move around. He's a little bit mobile. He's not great. And he made it to the Super Bowl on the back of this huge Goliath team. Right. But $132 million with 111 guaranteed over 40 years is kind of like bullcrap. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Flacco deal, right? Yeah. Flacco isn't that great either. No. You know? So that's what happened. But he has won. Flacco won a Super Bowl. Huh? Yeah, Flacco did, did win. Flacco did win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. He's so how right. how high are your expectations for tomorrow? Oh man, I do You know, I watched the Bears and Packers game and I laughed because I was like, "Oh, here we go. It's three to two or something." You know, almost no one, almost no one in my friends list <laughs> understood what I meant when I said I. I have friends that are fans of both teams, so I'm hoping the game ends in a tie. Yeah. <laughs> no one got what that really meant. <laughs> Aunt B did. Aunt B was like, oh, yeah, and that way everyone gets a medal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think uh, John Sapanen says, uh, he goes, yeah, and then nobody wins either. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it almost was. <laughs> well, I got I got friends that have been digging the d- taking digs at the lions at low points all the time, and that's not hard. Yeah, no, that's it's not. Easy. So no, you know, th- this year I'm I'm laughing, you know, because the last couple of years it's pretty much shown Green Bay as the team that I thought that they'd be. Yeah, and that's who they are. Well, they're I mean, not, Green Bay hasn't beat them in two years. Town. They haven't been Over title town in 50 years. Right. Well, someone else pointed out, like, Green Bay is a good team, and Aaron Rodgers is an all-time great. Brett Favre's an all-time great. But how come you had 25 years with Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only two Super Bowl victories? Exactly. Eli Manning has Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings, and that dude ain't special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can paint that picture how you want. Yeah. <laughs> You can, look, he ain't you can special. keep on talking smack about Packers and the Lions or whatever, dude. You know what I put? I was like, hey, the last two years we whooped your ass. Well, it's been over two. They beat them, you know, it's been over two years since they've beaten Detroit. So the Packers, but... you know, to me, to me I, I, expe- I, I expect the Lions to be right up there. I think it's going to be a close race. I don't think Minnesota's going to be, they're going to have the same kind of defense. Yay, it's great. They don't have a quarterback good enough to win the Super Bowl. Well, That's you know tough. what? And that's the thing. Like Detroit was better than Green Bay last year, all the way around. Yeah. You know, Green Bay finished oh, yeah. behind them. Um, the thing that I that I think about it though is that um, Green Bay to me doesn't look any different. In fact, they they look a little worse, at least in that first game. Now Chicago yeah, has a good defense, but um, you know Rodgers basically threw a blindside hail mary to to score that one <laughs> touchdown. And they were people were like, <laughs> and it oh, worked. And he does it all the time, so that speaks to his accuracy and his ability. But, um, yeah. it to me, in a game against Detroit, Detroit has kind of shown that they can do that too. You know, Matt can score like crazy as well. So, oh. as I know he's got all his detractors. Matt Stafford's not that good. He's overpaid, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe in the moment he seemed overpaid because for a minute he was the highest paid quarterback. Those things even out over time. He is now not even close to the highest paid quarterback. So oh, everyone can shut up about that. <laughs> they're like, oh, you overpaid for him. Not in the new NFL. Not in the yeah. new wage scales they're setting. They absolutely did not. You're paying guys like Jared Goff that kind of money. Right. <laughs> Wake up. Because Jared Goff is no Matthew Stafford. No, he's not. Sorry to say. No, he's not. He's not. Um, and you're in the fourth quarter and you're behind. Who do you want leading your team? Statistically, you want Matt Stafford. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much over almost any quarterback in the league. Sorry, it's true. Look at the statistics. Oh, and we I didn't even get to uh Andrew Luck retired, right? Yeah. What was that? Mentally. Mentally and physically take the... he, 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 all the surgeries and all the hits and you know, he's only been in the league what, nine years or eight years? But uh yeah. he just but said it's too much. It's just too much. But Gronk oh. just did the exact same thing. Yeah, he did the same thing. But, of course, you know, he how many times did he break the same arm? <laughs> right. Well, Luck was I get tired of that. Luck was getting hurt, and he was looking at more rehab and, and another deal, and he just he said, no, I'm done. I'm not doing this well, anymore. Like, oh, and, and good for him to make that decision now instead of, you know, fading away. <laughs> kind of screwed the Colts, but what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um. I have I I I have a belief that the the uh, with you that you know the Lions beat the Patriots last year handily when they were playing well they looked really good 
Um, if they can maintain that, and I think they have a better team this year than they had last year, they should be right there. I mean, they were 6-10, and 10 and they had a rough schedule, and they beat Green Bay twice. They were right there with Chicago and Minnesota. It wasn't like they were getting their butts kicked. Um, I think they're a better team this year. They got more talent on both sides of the ball. Um, they're, I, I think they're going to surprise everybody. I really do, and yeah, I'm looking for tomorrow to be a statement game. Well, I, I thought it was a pretty big deal that they released Riddick because I like Riddick in passing situations. But then they then they went up and, and uh, went out and picked up that J.D. McKissick. Right. And I, and he's he's the same type of uh, receiving really quick back who can do multiple things. So, you know, I'm now I'm you know, I, th- I think it's going to be OK. Well, they're trying to show that cutthroat Patriot way where. Basically, Matthew Stafford is the only one that's remotely untouchable as long as he continues to perform at a high level, of course. But everybody else is expendable. You're not doing your job or we think – or you are doing your job. But there's this guy out here in free agency that's better than you, so we're taking him. That's what I'm seeing, and and I hope that continues because that is the mentality that's required to win. So. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Well, like you like you said, I mean, look at the Patriots had that undefeated team and they lost. Right. The, right. the most important thing, the only thing that they were working for, because they could have cared less if they went twelve and four or nine and seven. What did they could have cared less about any of that? Their whole goal was Super Bowl and they blew it. Well, and let's jump sports. <laughs> the biggest lesson to that, I think, is. Pistons Lakers 2004 or whatever it was finals you had Shaq Kobe Gary Payton Carl Malone Robert Ory <laughs> you had a, a team full of potential Hall of Famers or or Hall of Famers or best ever at their position <laughs> yeah. and the Detroit Pistons whooped their because butts <laughs> they had a team team yeah a real five guys with a with a sixth and even a seventh guy coming off the bench that could do exactly what you needed to make everybody else look better, but right. it makes the team, the whole team right. gets better. Right, and let me drive the point home. It's the NBA. It wasn't an NBA, it wasn't an NFL thing where a ref blew a call or there was a lucky whistle or there was this and the game ended and the wrong team no. won. They whooped their butts for a series out of best of seven. <laughs> Yeah. And smoked had, them. <laughs> yeah, LA had their shot. Yes. No sure. one can the Pistons got so lucky. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They dominated them. They straight up dominated yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, and they and, and to me, they could they they could have had more. They could have had some you know, because they made they made it into the finals a few years in the two thousands, didn't they? They did. They did. Yeah. They went. They were six years in a row, six or seven years in a row to the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. So, yeah. and I know that, that was the a, finals more than once. I think they lost to the Spurs in the finals once. But um, you know, I, and I do. I, I am expecting a playoff team this year. They may they, not make the playoffs. Maybe out eight and eight. I don't know. Depending on how good the uh, the NFC is. I think they're flopping. I, I think they're going to flip it from last year. It's going to be ten six. I think it's going to be ten six, and they make the playoffs. I hope so. I do. I, I think they'll split so. it with Minnesota, split with Chicago, beat Green Bay twice, and they're going to win. You know, they're going to beat the teams they're supposed to. They have a weaker schedule this year, and uh, they're going to finish at least 10-6. and six. 
and make the playoffs. That's my prediction. You know, and 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 with Chicago, with that with that defense, which yeah. is a really really good defense. A real, well, there's a couple guys on there that are pretty unstoppable. But Green Bay just pack, put the blueprint out, though. Green Bay is not that good a football team. They, they have Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. They made Trubisky play quarterback. That's what they did. They That's set they their did. corners up in good positions. They made Trubisky be a pocket passer, and turns out he's not. He's not. He's more like Christian Ponder than I thought. <laughs> 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 so there you are. Um, yeah. Well, this was a good one, man. A good one. Um, we'll stop here, but I want to keep you on, and we'll talk about uh, um, next weekend. Okay. All right. This is me and Will signing off. Signing off.